0: Our first scripture reading this morning comes from Acts chapter 16 verses 9 through 15. Listen for the word of God. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set out from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace, the following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Theatria and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. Our gospel reading this morning comes from John, chapter 17, verses 20 through 23. Listen for the word of God. Jesus said, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Mother, Father, God, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me.
1: How many of you actually know the motto of the UCC? God is still speaking is kind of our um, advertising campaign, but it's on our um, logo. It comes from Jesus. I think it's on the front cover. It may not be, but it was in this last reading from John. John's hope, Jesus's hope in the Gospel of John, is that we may all be one, that they may all be one. That's the hope. That's what brings us together. We are a united and uniting denomination. The idea is that whatever would separate us would be put aside for an inclusive vision that they may all be one. Paul learned this the hard way, as Mary LaRusso said. Basically, he's going to Damascus, and he gets wiped out. He gets struck blind. You know, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Uh, Who are you that, that yet I'm persecuting you? It's Jesus. It's like, oops. He learned the hard way that when we try to separate into us and them, God doesn't think very highly of this. So Paul turns out, and um, he turns around, and he changes his life, and he becomes a disciple of Jesus. And he gets a vision from, he's, he's sleeping, and he sees a guy from Macedonia who says, come and help us. Now, if you were Paul, and you went to Macedonia, what would you be looking for? I'd be looking for a guy, yeah. It's a man appears to him in a vision and says, come and help us. Wouldn't you think, well, if a man appears to me in a vision, I should be looking for a guy? I mean, I don't know. That's just maybe the way my brain works. But he heads out to Macedonia, and where does he go on Sabbath? What was the song that, what was the title of that song you sang? The River. I don't think the synagogue had yet fully formed. I mean, it was just kind of starting in Judaism Where do they go to look to pray? It's the Sabbath. He's looking for people who are gathered to pray. So they went where? To the river. They went to the river. How many of you felt a spiritual connection to the river? You know, just you're in You see water. The water is moving. The ancient philosopher Heraclitus said, everything flows, Panta Ray. says, Everything flows. The central image in the book of Revelation is the throne and a river coming from the throne. Rivers of Babylon. All, all, all the ideas of the river. You go to the river and you pray. And who does Paul meet at the river? Some guy? No. He meets Lydia. Lydia. And what do we know about Lydia? We know more about Lydia than most of the women in the Bible. She was a seller of purple cloth. Purple was an expensive dye. The woman had money. And she was probably what? She was probably a widow. Because she's out there working. She deals in purple cloth and it's considered her household. Now, if the man had been alive, would it have been considered her household? No. Just so that we're clear, we're dealing with a patriarchal religion. Lydia is a reason, and the women, every pastor in America loves Mother's Day. And I'll tell you why. The husbands and the kids say, What do you want for Mother's Day? And they all say, I want you to go to church with me, and then we'll go to lunch. And all the men say, Can I just take you to lunch? And they say, No, I want you to come with me to church, and then we'll go to brunch. The church survived, the church was formed because women like Lydia took in the disciples and they were women with means and they sponsored the church and the faith. And that is the way it is. I think it's hysterical that Godspell was written by a Jew and Fiddler on the Roof was written by a Christian. It's bizarre to me how they could have gotten it so right from different sides. But I love it in Fiddler on the Roof when Tevye is like, I'm the man of the household. And his wife says, this is what we're doing. And it's like she just, you know, the woman rules the house. You know, it just just does. And the women were there and the women supported the church. Now it's interesting to me Lydia is at the river doing what? Praying. She's praying. She was receptive. If you actually take the time to develop a life of prayer, and most people, the idea of a life of prayer is the most intimidating thing that you will ever undertake. Because everybody, when they start to pray, they feel like they're doing it how? Word starts with a W, ends with a G. Second word is an R. (laughs) Wrong. I don't really, I want someone else to pray because I do it wrong. I don't know anybody who, when they're taught to pray, says, Wow, I'm a natural. (laughs) This is the easiest thing. And some people, when they pray, they pray with words. God, our Father, God, our Mother, I thank you for this day. I thank you for my family. Help me and, and keep my kids safe. And that's what they do. Other people, how many of you pray with words? It's okay. Raise your hands. If you don't pray, I'll just, just fake it. You raise your hands and then everyone thinks you pray. But some people pray with images. Some people they lift up the ones. How many of you lift up the ones you love, and you just do it, and you just imagine, you imagine your son, circled in light. You see the light above the niku bed, the nephew. He's in, you know, he's three days old, and you go and you see that light that's hovering above the incubator, and you know that's God's light, and so you think, wow, if God can do it once, God can do it again. And so you you think about the people in your life and you just imagine Tammy and you imagine your mother and you just circle her with light. Is that prayer? Yes. You better believe it. Sometimes prayer is just singing your glory. You just sing. There's a person here who I won't mention the name, but a grandfather's Native American. When he prayed, I'm sure he drummed. That's what he did. He drummed. You play the flute, you do something else. Me, when I water ski, it's prayer. It is. It's I'm a i am like the embodiment of it. I feel like when I water ski, I feel I get done, I feel like ah, that was the best prayer I've had all week. Thank God I'm still alive because I ski too fast. There is no right way to pray. But if you don't pray, that's the wrong way. Paul says pray without ceasing. And how can you pray without ceasing unless you understand prayer differently? Everything you do can be prayer. Everything you do can be prayer. But Lydia was a woman who knew how to pray. And that meant that when she heard Paul speak and she heard these guys speak her heart was already ready. She did not go from 0 to 60 in 3 minutes. I don't care how good a preacher you are. It's not going to happen. She was already hitting 45. When she, when they started talking cuz she was open. Mothers in here who who bring Their families to church on Mother's Day are saying, Children, be in the presence of God at least one day a year. And open yourself to that presence. And the worst that will happen is that something will happen to you, God will speak. Remember that ear? I'm listening. I'm opening. Lydia was a woman who knew how to pray. She sold purple cloth. She had a lot of money. She was probably a widow. And after hearing, her heart was moved, and she said, If I have found favor, and if I have been found faithful, come and stay at my house. Paul says, she prevailed upon us. I want us to be like Lydia. To people who know to go by the river. Go to the river. Wherever that river may be for you. And be open and pray in a way that works for you. Don't pray. If it feels completely foreign... Find another way. But sometimes you just have to fake it till you make it. When I started pre- um, praying extemporaneously, I was bad. And if you think I'm still bad, I don't want to hear it. Because I flatter myself that I don't come. And, and I was, I had to pray at an eagle installation, eagle service. The, you know, there was a the ceremony for an eagle scout. And I thought, I do this all the time. I'm a highly trained professional. I didn't think about it before I did it. It was awful. I'm up there thinking, this is the worst prayer I have ever given. And this is the most public prayer I've done in a community in a year. Boy, do I feel like a moron. And that will happen. But if you go back to the river, if you go back to the river, God will speak, and you will listen, and it's all good, and that's good news, amen. Amen. Please join me in our unison prayer, which is printed in your program, and it's also up on the screen, thanks to the glory of technology, and Tammy Dunn. <laughs> Guiding Spirit, you come to us in visions and dreams, calling us beyond the narrow confines of our waking perceptions. Open our hearts this day as you open the heart of Lydia before us that we might understand Christ's teaching and share his presence with those we meet. Guide our footsteps on our journey as you guided Paul's footsteps around the shores of the Mediterranean Sea, that we may go where you send us to share your message of love and peace with a world scarred by hate and violence, amen.